everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. everyone. Hello. Hey. You're listening to episode 93 of Hop Culture. During the month of November, we're talking all things holidays, and today we wanted to dive into traditions. Why they're important, why they can cause stress, and how to choose traditions that are right for you and your family. Now, traditions definitely don't have to be connected to like a certain holiday. Um, I read a really great book a while ago. It was called Memory Making Mom, and I believe the author was Jessica Smart. Um, and you know, I have like the world's shortest memory for reading material, but from what I remember, um, one thing that the author really emphasized was that traditions don't have to be like just at Christmas or just at Easter, it can be things like a block party with neighbors that you attend every year, um, going to church as a family every week, or like having pizza night every Friday night, simple things like that. Um, but it does kind of seem like the holidays and specifically Christmas um, kind of add a certain amount of pressure to creating or maintaining traditions. Do you guys feel that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't personally feel it for myself. I just see it happening to other people. I think that if you're creating pressure to have a tradition, then you're probably going to end up with a bad one. So Mm -hmm. I don't ever feel that pressure. Plus, I don't have little kids. Well, you don't have little kids. But like, I think the thing that's interesting about talking about traditions is like, everyone's a participant in them, even if you're not the one who's like having to create them for your own kids, you're a participant in like extended family kind of traditions, you know? So like, Mm -hmm. do you feel pressure to be like, oh, I need to like show up to this thing or like be a part of this, even though it's like (laughs) not something you would I definitely feel pressure to participate in traditions that sprung up without somebody thinking them through well Mm -hmm. or ones that maybe need to be retired. Mm -hmm. That's true. Spontaneous Um, traditions are, are like some of the worst ones because (laughs) they just exist. Nobody can pinpoint the origin. Mm -hmm. Like Dave, Dave made a joke that we should, that we should go back to the, what we did last year at Christmas, that awful a that winter fest? The Toy Soldier? The horrible winter fest. And Claire oh. was like, yeah, we should do I it. Claire, <gasps> do you even remember? I I get it now. Mom would always march us out to these things because she was just mm-hmm. desperate for like a group outing or like activity. And I get it because I'm the same way. I'm like, well, people will be in town and like, it's a free event. Like, what else are we going to do? Might as well make them completely miserable. Yeah. We won't stay. If it's snowing, we won't stay for the tree lighting. But... Um, we're not staying. We're not going at all. <laughs> I feel like we have to see the soldier again. Yeah, I feel and like we didn't actually get to go to the show last time. Yeah, she doesn't so remember how bad the better. teen soldier went. We didn't make it in. We waited hours. <laughs> That's in a hot room. Waiting outside, <laughs> trying to peek in just to get a glimpse of the toy soldier. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot, Grace. Other than Winterfest 2021... 
maybe this is like going to be cut and it's a bad idea, but what are some traditions that you think should be retired? I think, well, I was telling Claire, Christmas Eve is, is always just like. What did you say? It was, it's like sad and hard or, or something. You said something like really sad the other night about Christmas it's, Eve. I don't, traditions that involve like sitting quietly and listening You're making are it like, sound like are we're, just tough for me. We're going to like dinner. midnight mass or something. You like Thanksgiving dinner? Thanksgiving dinner. Sitting what? quietly. <laughs> Is oh that my what gosh. I, I just want to be free, you know? Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, yeah. in all seriousness, I do think one of the challenges of traditions is like a pressure to maintain them, mm-hmm. you know? And, and like with kids, it's like you can mention the slightest little thing of like, oh, you know, maybe we'll go do this or – and like if you don't follow through, they are so angry at you and it's like, mm-hmm. we didn't decorate Halloween cookies and like, you know, it's like <laughs> – I remember I remember having that anger mm-hmm, as a little mm-hmm. kid. Exactly. So you feel pressure. The totally thing chipped. is it's a, a weird ebb and flow of who's upset because when kids are little – you have to do the traditions. Mm-hmm. Like once you do it, you're kind of locked in. Mm-hmm. But then as you get older and the kids are not that into it, it's like it's the mom mm-hmm. who's like sad when people yeah. don't do Clean the tradition. to childhood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's like no one's happy. That's what I was going to say is like the hard thing about traditions, one of the hard things I think is like now as an adult, <laughs> I feel like Grace wants to like – be free but i want everyone to be locked down into doing all the (laughs) all the things that i remember from childhood and i think that's the hard thing is like once you're an adult some people are still really into the traditions and some people aren't but you kind of it's not the same if everyone's not participating so Mm -hmm. then there's like anger Mm -hmm. on both Mm -hmm. sides because because everyone has to participate and so it gets tricky the older you get because young kids at least can they're always going to be excited about yeah they do bring an enthusiasm to the holidays Mm -hmm. that is really uh vital (laughs) like without (laughs) little kids around it does it adds like a purpose for doing even if they're not excited you feel like there's a reason you did it Mm because i remember one christmas we went walking to see the lights and i like didn't want to go and there were no little kids do you remember this Anne? This mm-hmm. was I said I had a bad attitude and Anne Anne was really viciously mocking me for having such a bad attitude. <laughs> but I was like, why is a group of adults forcing no one wants to do this? What are we doing this? I for? wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah, Anne, Anne loves I holiday love wonder. Yeah, Anne, Anne could not always has festive. a sparkle in her eye. Like at holiday. <laughs> I, do, I love I love Christmas. <laughs> I love any holiday traditions. I remember many times confronting mom about like why aren't we doing this this year? When are we going to do this? And she would have to point out, like, that wasn't a tradition. That was just something that we did one time. <laughs> you know, yeah. we don't need to do it again. Anne and is the queen of spontaneous traditions. <laughs> yeah, I I love traditions. But the I don't, I don't want to be in charge of them. I feel a lot of pressure now that, like, Hazel's getting a little bit older. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like I need to, like, set these traditions up for success and I don't know like what I'm doing. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm a little lost. I think that's the beauty of 
letting traditions die when it's their time. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, for me, there's certain things that I used to do, and I don't do them anymore, but I have very, I remember them very fondly, Mm -hmm. because they, we let them go at an appropriate time, and so there was none of the weird, like, bitterness over them. It was just, like, a fond childhood memory, and that was that. And so I think that, like, people put pressure on themselves to create a tradition when it's, like, just do it. If you want to do it, do it, and then keep doing it until you feel like no one's having fun anymore, mm-hmm. and then just let it go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's good advice, Grace, because I feel like one of the things that Luke and I, <laughs> like, at the very beginning, when we very first got married, we, like, struggled to, like appreciate each other's family traditions because we were just like (laughs) like I remember we had this conversation that just drove me nuts because neither of us were listening to each other (laughs) but we were both like telling trying to tell each other about our family traditions at the holidays and it was just like falling on deaf ears on both sides (laughs) like well my family always did this and my family did this and it's like I'm not our family isn't even like we don't have insane like yeah I don't feel like our family has really intense traditions. No. But I was I was just clinging to any little thing that we did, and I was just like, well, we always did this, and and I was just like, I don't know what it was, but it was just like all of a sudden joining a new family. I was just like, well, no, I can't, I can't let go of the way my family does the holidays, and I can't like, mm-hmm. and then now that I've spent a few holidays with Luke's family, I totally appreciate their traditions and I also think like the two of us are both more open to like okay we love our family's traditions but we also now we're going to be spending our first Christmas alone and we're kind of excited about like kind of letting our family's traditions subside and like making our own new ones (laughs) so but it is hard as an adult to to grow up and and say goodbye <laughs> well, and I, family traditions. I also feel like there's pressure. Yeah. Like in, in terms of like coming together as a couple and like creating your own or, or like Anne said, like starting new traditions when you have kids of your own, there's this pressure to like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like they need to be like unique and almost like wacky in a sense to really <laughs> like, to be like, we wear like crazy socks to uh, Christmas breakfast. Hearing, hearing <laughs> other people's traditions so horrible. is like, it's like when people describe their dreams, except instead of being bored, I'm angry. <laughs> Grace is really like bringing fire to this. Thing. I am. <laughs> We're like offending people right and left. If you wear crazy socks to Christmas morning okay, breakfast, I'm, that's I'm not going to love that you, please don't tell us about it. <laughs> I've never met someone who has a crazy sock tradition. Okay, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Just in general, I think that, like, we all think our traditions are a lot cuter and quirkier than they probably are. Totally. Well, to bring it – okay, let's bring it back to, like, a a positive thing. (laughs) So here's the thing. We didn't want this episode to be – like Grace said, like, we did not want this episode to be, like, we're going to list, like, all of our traditions that we love because – it's fun. Like, I do enjoy hearing other people's traditions, but I I kind of am like, oh, that's cool. But I'm just like, unless it clicks with me, I just feel like you can't force it. You know, like, I just feel like you kind of have to – it's like packing your house to move. Like, someone can't do it mm-hmm. for you. You kind of just like – it's horrible, but you just kind of have to dig in and 
and figure it out yourself, you know? So, um, we did want to talk about a couple of reasons. <laughs> we were going to talk about reasons that traditions are important and good, but I feel like Grace is just like, <laughs> I've really turned them down and dumped let all me, over no, them. Let me make it clear. I have my own traditions that I love. Okay. And I, there were traditions <laughs> growing up like that I loved with too. <laughs> I just think that people, sometimes they need to read the room mm-hmm. on traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, what's that hymn, Ring Out Wild Bells? The tradition mm-hmm. is dying. Let it die. Yeah. So on that note, <laughs> we read an article from the blog, The Art of Manliness, to prep for this episode. It was called Creating a Positive Family Culture, The Importance of Establishing Family Traditions. In that article, the authors, Brett and Kate McKay, linked to a few articles by other authors, too. So we'll link to that on Instagram. But what were some takeaways for you guys from that article? I really liked, I think the biggest takeaway for me was just, um, there's so many benefits that, that they listed, which we can talk about more, but it's important to be intentional kind of about like like we just talked about sometimes there's traditions where no one can pinpoint where or why they started and it's just kind of like this is just what we do now and there's nothing wrong with that but there's also like sometimes it can be good to start traditions because you want to you have like an actual specific purpose for having that tradition bringing the family together in a specific way mm-hmm I liked that he talked about, like, it's important to have daily and weekly traditions as well as, like, you know, event-based ones. So, like, Saturday morning breakfast or, or something simple like that. He he said, otherwise, your family tradition will just be watching TV in the same room, which made me laugh because that was our daily family <laughs> mm-hmm. tradition. And I have... I like that tradition. That was a really yeah. good tradition. We, like, yeah. we had to get their snack and then we'd watch American Idol... I don't think that's a bad tradition. That's yeah. a weekly tradition right there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. As long as the whole family's in the room, you got yourself a tradition. Exactly. But yeah, I did like that he mentioned, you know, they they add a little bit of of magic to the different seasons and stuff. You know, like it gives you some variety too. I pretty much took a class, an entire semester long class on like the topic of this article um so it it did a very good job of like summarizing all the studies about like why um family traditions and like rituals are so important um but i i think my favorite part about traditions that they talked about um is that traditions teach values and like instill those values in your family because um, I think it said that, you know, when you ask adults like what they remember about their childhood or what they enjoyed about their childhood, it's usually something like pretty simple, like, oh, we, you know, we would read a lot as a family or like, you know, we would, you know, have Saturday morning breakfast, like Grace said. And it's just these like simple things that you do together frequently and that's kind of you know what you remember and those things kind of teach your kids like what's important like if you read every night then they learn the importance of reading and education and like if you pray together then they learn the importance of faith and like it's it's a really nice way to like teach your kids what's important without just like telling them 
mm-hmm. over and over again, you're actually helping them experience it. Mm-hmm. I also like um, how they brought up that traditions can link generations and like extended families. And um, I can think of like family traditions both on our in our family and like in Dave's family that, you know, when the holidays come around, it's like everyone sends pictures. Like for example, Dave's family does, um, Japanese new year every year. And so like, we always send pictures of like, Oh, look, you know, what, what yummy food we made. And ours is always like pales in comparison to like his mom's and his sister's and everything. But, um, just because I don't know how to make Japanese food, I support Dave in it, but, um, it's a fun way to like connect. And obviously when you're together, it's a way that it can just like include anyone and everyone, hopefully, you know, that is like related and and feel that connection. And when I was teaching school, we would do like a little, I taught seventh and eighth grade English and we had like a little writing journal to start out the day. And, um, around the holidays, I would usually just for fun, have a prompt, like tell us about one of your favorite family traditions. And one thing kind of like what Grace was saying, where people think they're unique, it was in a heartwarming way though, because what I realized was like most of the traditions that kids were writing about were very common. It was things like, oh, we, um, like we play football on Thanksgiving or we, we get new pajamas on Christmas Eve. It was like things that like a lot of families do, but they were so excited about them. And they, you could tell they thought it was like the coolest thing in the world, even though like three other kids in the class had like already shared like the exact same thing, you know? And a lot of them were like, oh, we go over to my grandma's house on Christmas Eve, or we go over to my aunt's house and all the cousins do this. And it just was like, clear that that family connect, like extended family connection was a huge part of what made the tradition like meaningful for them. Mm -hmm. I want to be clear. I think traditions, (laughs) I came out really strong and now I'm trying to walk it back. No, I like it. You got to get a little spicy about. Well, the thing is I love traditions. It's when adult, like it's, it's just when people think they're really like zany and cute that I'm just kind of like, I just get a little bit tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Well, but you I like can to love hear... something and acknowledge the limitations of it at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I do think there's ebbs and flows. Like you said, there's seasons where certain traditions don't make a lot of sense if there's not, you know, a group of people that are really like enjoying said tradition. I think if you have like daily traditions and weekly traditions then maybe there's less pressure to create like these monumental holiday traditions because you have like these things kind of binding you together throughout the year and um Mm -hmm. so maybe it's a little bit less like pressure at at the holidays and it's easier to to stay calm (laughs) Mm because sometimes the holidays just get a just real stressful because there's so much pressure. So now let's talk about how you actually go about choosing what what traditions you um, want to create in your family and in your life. Um, so do you guys feel like, I mean, we've already talked a little bit about spontaneous traditions, but do you feel like 
sometimes it's it's good to just kind of see what you've been doing for a few years and keep going with that or do you prefer to really be intentional and like think your traditions through ahead of time what do you think I think it's a little bit I think a little bit of both is good I think I fall more into the camp of just trying something and then being like this was fun and like we keep doing it um this year I would like to be a little bit better about sitting down and really being like okay like what are things that we could add more of into our holiday season or you know like really kind of be intentional about choosing them ahead of time um I, I don't know. One takeaway also from that memory making mom book was, um, kind of her, the impetus for writing it was, and I hope I'm remembering this right, because like I said, I have such a bad memory, but she had a child who had a really scary, like medical incident. And she was in a phase of life where she had little kids and like very short on cash. And she said, just getting through like the day to day was so hard. And like, it was just, it just felt like complete survival mode that the thought of like adding the pressure of like adding fun and creating magic. She was just like, it was just not even on my radar. Um, but she realized after the scary thing, she was like, I don't want to look back and, and not have had like fun and like, you know, kind of like some magic in our family's life. And so she talked about how meaningful it is to just have things that are just like fun and special kind of like tying your year together. And so I kind of, I do think it's good to be intentional about like, okay, what do I want to teach my kids? And like Anne mentioned, like you can definitely teach values through, through traditions. But I also do think like just something that's fun, especially when you have little kids, I think that is like a good enough reason sometimes, you know, just to add like some magic and a little, I'm using magic a lot. I'm sounding like a yeah. Disney. I'm yeah. sounding I like a Disney. Disney. No. I, don't, really feeling I don't know like what other Disney word, um, what would be a good synonym? Joy, uh, joy sparkle. Um, no. Oh, sparkle. Uh, done. Yeah, I'm Razzle so dazzle. Whimsy. Exa- whimsy. Whimsy is the word I'm looking for. Um, and hates the word. I'm just kidding. A touch of whimsy. I just really, <laughs> I've had some, I, now I'm going to vent a little bit. I've had a few negative experiences uh, where things that are like just fun for the sake of fun have been cut because it's like, we wanted to look at the why behind it. And I'm just like, can we just have fun sometimes? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. does everything have to be, and I probably lean a little more towards, I would say I'm a little heavy handed with like the moral lessons with my kids (laughs) where I'm like, Dave and I both probably err a little bit on the side of like, we're trying to build character, you know? So like, (laughs) I'm, I'm not one to talk here because I think I probably go a little far that direction. But especially I think, COVID really put things like into perspective kind of with, with taking away so many like cultural celebrations and like group things and then coming back and like seeing, you know, things that have been kind of stripped away and I'm just going to be honest. It's my kid's school. That's what I'm talking about. I shouldn't talk about it on the podcast, but my kid's school have taken away pretty much all of the fun. And a lot of it is like, we looked at the why, you know, and I'm like, okay, I get it. And schools are under a ton of pressure. So like, I'm not even going to comment on that, 
But it is a little bit like, I think tradition really builds community. And Mm -hmm. to take that away, even though, yeah, it doesn't probably serve like a greater educational purpose. I think it binds people together in a meaningful way. And so sometimes just fun is, in my opinion, like we just had Halloween last night and we've talked about, I'm a little bit of a Halloween Scrooge. I'm coming around, but I always get such a warm, fuzzy feeling on Halloween because I'm like, look at all these neighbors who are like going all out just to help kids have fun, you know? And it's like, a, mm-hmm. it's just such a fun night to feel like so neighborly and get to know people and say hi to people that you don't see that often. And it's like, that's a good thing. You know, like it doesn't, everything does not have to be like this heavy handed message, you know? So sometimes I'm like, just if it's fun and your family loves it, make it a tradition. That's great. Well, yeah, I think that fun or quality time or building community can be, you know, the moral that is taught through, Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. the tradition. I don't think it has to be like, I don't know, something that's like a really not fun lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. I it used to always make me, I would get so frustrated when I was like a teenager and we were planning like the like church youth group uh, activities and the leaders would be like, we need to have some sort of purpose behind this. Like we're learning something or we're serving. And I, I, I would get mad because it's like, sometimes there needs to be a purpose, but like if you try to blend fun and a purpose, mm-hmm. you're not really going to have fun. So yeah. if you want people to, participate and feel a sense of community somewhere like sometimes you just have to let them have fun with no purpose because trying to shoehorn some greater message in is gonna kill the fun Mm -hmm. a lot of times that's true well and sometimes like i think that we put a lot of (laughs) i put a lot of pressure on like (laughs) myself because i'm like whatever traditions i make these will last a lifetime in my family. <laughs> and it's just like, maybe we can just like take the pressure off and just kind of see how things go for a few years. And maybe we don't have to, maybe I don't have to decide what my Christmas breakfast is going to be every year of mm-hmm. my children's life forever, you know? And so. Well, and maybe that won't even be something that is a tr- like. I think sometimes we put this pressure of like every aspect of Christmas has to be a tradition. And it's like, Mm -hmm. maybe your family doesn't have a traditional Christmas breakfast, but you have other things that are a tradition. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, like every aspect of the holidays doesn't have to be codified. One of the most fun things about Christmas Eve dinner, I think, and Christmas dinner is like, we don't have a tradition. (laughs) So some years it ends up being so bad. Like one year we (laughs) tried to make Mongolian beef. I was not there for that. Good. <laughs> it was like we just tried an untried, that. like regular old recipe in the <gasps> for Christmas. <laughs> <Regular old laughs> recipe. It was, you know, it was like it, a fancy was, Christmas dinner. It was like a weeknight meal, like a racial. Yeah, it was like something that you would make any any thirty-minute meal. I think that was like, the year that oh my, my wedding was in a couple weeks and yeah it was so like, oh, there were too many other things to worry yes. about yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, <Christmas laughs> dad always tries to do like prime rib or something and gets shot down and mm-hmm. it, yeah things <laughs> things don't have to be these like perfect things every time yeah mm-hmm. after reading that article and really thinking about like 
daily and weekly and like seasonal traditions. I just started thinking like I I want to put more effort into that because I don't like Luke and I don't really have I mean, not that it's really normal to have like little rituals when you're just a young married couple, but like I think that that's something that I could be more intentional with moving forward because I think sometimes like what I remember from being a kid, a lot of it is like bedtime stories with dad where they they would always go completely (laughs) off the rails but he Mm -hmm. always told me a bedtime story so like there's just little like routines that you had as as a kid that really added a lot of sparkle Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) to your life (laughs) Mm -hmm. to just like daily life yeah definitely and little one thing that was a takeaway from the book I read was like little changes can make normal things feel really special. And I think I fall into the category or the camp of like, it's just, I think being an adult and like, I don't think I'm a perfectionist at all, but just having the tendency of like comparing yourself to other people and being like, oh, like if this can't be like a really over the top fun Halloween dinner, then like, I'm not even going to bother to like have any Halloween traditions. You know what I mean? Like, like, so we had our trunk or treat this last week and, um, lit, like total last minute. I was at Joanne's, uh, fabrics buying, is it fabric or fabrics? We always said Joanne, Joanne fabrics. Okay. We always said Joanne fabrics. So I just, it just doesn't sound right. doesn't roll off the tongue, you know, but anyway, I was there buying some material for Ella's costume And I saw some fabric that looked kind of like the Hogwarts ceiling. And I was like, hey, what if I try my hand this year at being the kind of mom that would decorate a trunk for a trunk or treat, you know, and like make it fun. And I was like, I'll buy this fabric and I'll just kind of like look around the house and come up with like what other random like Harry Potter stuff I could, you know, um, and my vision was like, maybe each year I'll buy something that could like add to it. And it could, that could kind of be like my theme that I do every year. You know, Grace is smirking. <laughs> is it no, this is a bad idea? I have a few reasons I'm smirking. I'll tell them after your story. Okay. So anyway, I told the kids, the kids were like, what's this fabric? And I was like, oh, I was maybe going to try to decorate our trunk for the trunk or tree. And looking back, it was, I can see I never learn, you know, but I was like, I didn't think it was like a big thing where like kids this year, I'm going all out. You know, it was very like, oh, I just grabbed this fabric, you know? So Saturday rolls around and I kind of start looking around and I'm like, I just don't really have like anything that's going to work, you know? Um, <laughs> Dave was like, well, why don't you use Hedwig? Cause we have this little Hedwig, but I was like, it's like one small stuffed owl. Like, no one's even going to be able to see it. It's dark. You know, I was like, I need like a balloon arch or like a fog machine or like, a, you know, I was like, Whoa. I need something like fun. I'm like, this is like literally dark. I didn't even have a light to like, so they could even see the trunk. Yeah, it, it would have like been impossible. To fabric see. It was pitch black. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to next year, I will plan ahead better. I'm just going to bag it for this year, you know? So we're like driving and the girls are like, mom, like, do you have this stuff for the Hogwarts trunk? And I was like, oh, I was like, you know what, guys? I just, I didn't plan very well. And like, 
I just didn't really have stuff to like make it look like Hogwarts. So I'm going to do a better job next year. And looking back, I'm like, of course they're disappointed, but they were like so sad about it. They were like, mom, you didn't even care about your own children's opinions and stuff. And like, (laughs) they were like, they were so sad. Like the whole drive, they were like, we thought we were going to have a Hogwarts trunk, which they weren't even at the trunk. They were running around with their friends the whole time. Like they weren't (laughs) even sitting with me. So I had no idea they were going to be so sad, but I was, I was thinking about it because I really felt bad that I'd like disappointed them. And I felt bad because I was like, I let my own insecurities as an adult, like get in the way. They probably would have been excited about my fabric and my tiny stuffed owl. And that would have been like exciting for (laughs) them. That's true. And I really do think like, we put so much pressure on ourselves, especially as parents. And like little kids get so excited about the simplest things. So, uh, sorry, back to the book. A takeaway from the book was just, she talked about how like little things, like even like special dishes or like, I just popped this $3, uh, Halloween tablecloth at Aldi. And I was like, I'm going to buy this it's not really cute. It's not something that I'm like really excited about personally, but I was like, I'm just going to buy this because then, then at least I'll have like a tablecloth that we get out every year at things or I mean mm-hmm. at Halloween, you know? And like, it's all you need. It's all I need. And like the kids think it's so fun, you know? So just like tiny little changes can make normal things feel really special. And like Tess was saying, like, I think when kids look back on their childhood, they remember stuff like that that parents didn't even realize would be like important to them, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Claire, a couple of reasons that I was laughing while you're telling that story. One is <laughs> she seems to have forgotten that last year she did decorate the car. I did as Hogwarts for the trunk or treat, and it, I think it was just Hedwig. And then she played <laughs> on her phone. She played the like Hedwig's <laughs> theme, but it was just from a phone speaker that was too quiet. She got well, all self-conscious. Because I was you insecure. Were you were already following your tradition of yeah. buying one I thing know. every year. Well, you're one right. Thing. But that's the thing is I tried last years year. We'll have enough to it, it was <laughs> sad. <laughs> it was pathetic. And then I was like, I don't want to be that person again this year. I want to be prepared. So I'm just going to like not, I'm not going to reveal my Hogwarts trunk until it is like ready. You know? The other reason I was, I was laughing is that this story reminded me that it's never a good idea to buy fabric and then try to plan everything around the fabric. (laughs) Because when I was a freshman, my friend and I were on the activities committee and we were planning like our, you know, church talent show activity. And we spent the entire budget on (laughs) a piece of fabric. (laughs) And I don't know what we thought we were going to, we were like, we're going (laughs) to, we're going to decorate the stage with this. And it's like, Everything revolved around this fabric. And then we got we got to the it was just like on campus that we were doing this talent show and we realized we just had a giant thing of fabric and no other decorations. Oh my god. I don't know who let us who let us plan that, but I love to think of Grace being in charge of decorating. Decorating. Yeah. We were like, Oh "Oh, yeah, this fabric. (laughs) So funny. I I can totally see myself doing that too. This is such a college, like I planned, I planned so many bad activities in college. Like, <laughs> yeah. even as an adult, it's I It's a time too. for learning how to plan mm-hmm. events. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Um, one final thing that I will say about traditions is that one of my favorite traditions as a teenager was 
mom would do a special like day where she'd take us each of us out to buy Christmas presents Mm -hmm. for each other Mm -hmm. but she knew that I didn't really like shopping and so she and I would sit down and buy presents online and then we would go to a movie and get nachos and it was really fun and it was also it was just so like personalized and I don't know I think sometimes just having a time that you like spend time with one kid mm-hmm. can yes. be very meaningful. that's a great As tradition a mom knows me and she knows what I like to do, and she made this special tradition for me. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I think that my special Christmas shopping day was mostly shopping for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. And it was, was a really personal, yeah. exciting day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it I just always got was. to go to the little Nordstrom Cafe and mm-hmm. get mac and cheese, uh, because <laughs> I think I was a lot younger than you guys, so the, the mac and cheese was very exciting for me. But I... <laughs> To, just to add on to that, I think just any like any change to routine, whether you're an adult or a child, especially for kids, I feel like when they see their parents like changing up the routine and doing something like unexpected. But even as an adult, like that's that's what really is so fun about any tradition is just like, oh, it's time to do something completely different from what we usually do. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope that this discussion has made you feel a little less pressure about creating, you know, magic traditions Claire. for your family. I'm just kidding. And um, <laughs> that you feel more empowered to relax and just kind of see what is actually meaningful for you. And we would love to hear any thoughts that you guys have about why traditions are important to you or kind of how you've approached them um, on our Instagram. We're at HopCulturePod if you don't follow us there already. Let's finish up with Weekly Wins. Okay, I'll go first. So (laughs) we recently had an HOA meeting and I guess some lady at the meeting asked if we could do a trunk or treat in our, we live in like a, what's it called? A subdivision. It's like a circle of townhomes. Um, And there's not that many kids that live in here. And so no one ever trick or treats. Um, And so this lady wanted to put on a trunk or treat for the kids that live in our neighborhood, which is that's sweet, really that's nice fun. because like, yeah, I'm like, that's nice of her to care about, you know, the like five kids that live here. So, <laughs> um, time, time passed and, and people were like, is there going to be a tr- trunk or treat? Is there not? Like she never really said anything else about it. Um, but the day before, the trunk or treat, we got a little flyer in our mailbox that said there would be a trunk or treat from two to five, which is a long time. So that's a really long for trunk or treat. kids. Three hours? <laughs> yeah. A trunk or treat is a half hour <laughs> Maximum. Yeah. Yeah. So we were kind of confused, but, um, but we showed up and there were all these people, all, you know, so many neighbors and, and everyone had a little either trunk or like a table that they had like decorated and they had candy Aww. and someone had like a popcorn machine and was handing out popcorn and like there was Halloween music and it was very like thrown together, but it was really sweet. That's that like sweet. So fun. there were so many people so there cute. that 
didn't have kids. There was like this little old man that cornered Matt the whole time and they talked about <laughs> their old man interests together. And like <laughs> we met a bunch of neighbors that I had, had never met before. And it was just really cute. Like I don't know. It was just nice to see that people came together and like put this fun little thing on for just a few little kids. That's really cute. Yeah, I was thinking that when I was at Costco the other day, I saw a lot of people buying Halloween candy and like they all obviously were not all but like a lot of them were older and like you know probably don't have kids at home anymore and I was like it's very sweet that people like go to the trouble to like go buy candy and stuff when it's like you don't have you don't you know you could just turn out your light and not like not deal with this anymore you know Mm -hmm. so it's just it is very sweet that like people do stuff like that for kids yeah I have to take back the bad things that I have said about Halloween because Mm -hmm. it was actually (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this year we had more things to do. <laughs> like Hazel had a little Halloween parade at school and and yeah, she went to the trunk or treat and she went trick or treating and I don't know. Now that we had more to do, it was a little bit more exciting and fun, but yeah, I I'm no longer a Halloween Scrooge. I stand by certain things. Like I don't like I don't like that I was walking through Target and Dottie was asleep and this horrible Halloween decoration started like cackling at me and it, it woke Dottie up. I don't like that. <laughs> no, it's I no could good. do without that. But, but, but I otherwise, mean, that would happen at Christmas, you know, yeah. the laughing Santa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, so... This is a kind of a random weekly win. It was a win for me. It's not that entertaining, but it was a moment where I said, I can take up space. Um, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Whoa, rude, Anne. Do you say I'm shocked? Mm-hmm. Are you, I thought you were being facetious. No, oh no 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 i'm serious okay it's like yeah i would be seriously shocked if you thought you could take up space well okay so i was at michael's today i was looking at their i was hoping there would be like clearance halloween stuff that i could buy for my trunk next year i was hoping for a birdcage for hedwig um it was i really was i was like maybe because they'd had some and i was like if i go the day after halloween i bet it'll be all clearance stuff um there was not, but I have put some order, like some artwork in to be framed in like their frame shop. And, um, I've been waiting for a call that it's ready. And I already went in once and the guy was very nice. He was like, Oh, one of them I had to like send back because they sent us the wrong size. So like, it should be here Tuesday and we'll give you a call. And like all day I was like, you know, hoping for a call and, <laughs> Because I was like, I knew I wanted to go to Michael's anyway. And I was like, ah, okay, I'm just going to go. And I was like, maybe I should just go back there and like ask if it's done. But I was like, ah, I've, he re- is going to remember me because I've already been in like twice at this point. And um, it was just kind of, I was like, I don't want to be like annoying. Like he will call when it's ready, you know, like. I just felt like it was embarrassing to like show up and be like, I'm hoping it's here. Cause if I were him, I'd be like, 
if it was here, I would have called you, you know, but I was kind of doing like laps and I kept like kind of passing like the frame counter. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, okay, I'm just going to ask. I was like, thinking, at that point, he's definitely going to, well, he, you. he was like in the back. So I was like, okay. okay. I'm like, I'm just going to ask, like, I'm overthinking this. I'm sure that, you know, like he's not going to be annoyed. Um, I was channeling my, my bolder friends who would be like, not even think twice about going and asking if it was available. So I go, and as soon as I walk up, he goes, Mizukawa. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you remember me. And then I was like, oh no, <laughs> he remembers me. But he said, I was, and I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. I know you haven't called yet. And he's like, I have, I called yesterday. I called today twice. It just kept doing a busy signal. So I guess like, Maybe I put my number in wrong or maybe he – I don't remember, like, how he got the number, but I'm guessing the number was just wrong. Um, so he had been trying to get in touch with me and my, my oh. artwork was ready. So I was like, wow, going to Michael's to try to find clearance stuff paid off. And, you know, you can politely annoy people mm-hmm. and Well, here's okay. the deal. I've been burned by a lot of mechanics where I'm sitting for hours and then they're like – I'll go up and ask, and they're like, oh, your car's, yeah, your car's ready. Mm-hmm. People don't always mm-hmm. remember to call you. Yeah, but then sometimes mm-hmm. you'll go, like, very nicely and be like, hi. And they're like, you're, like, we're working on it. And it's like, okay, I'm so sorry. You know, so it's just like, yeah. you never know no, people are get. People are very rude when you check on something. And it's like, I have to check because it's been an hour and mm-hmm. it should have been <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. What do you want me to do? Yeah, what would you do in my situation? Have you seen that meme that's like, like how long would before you would poke your head out of the the exam room and see if the doctor's forgotten about you? And it was like, (laughs) for me, it's it's seven hours. (laughs) Don't believe me, too. Like, I would have to be like dying of starvation before I would be like, excuse me, like, is anyone coming in? So I did wait at a Buffalo Wild Wings for an hour before we finally realized that I had put the order into the wrong one. Oh, oh no. And so, yeah. Oh, that's it, tragic. You got to check. We need – that's the moments when we wish we had Luke because I feel like Luke mm-hmm. is very – he's very good at, like, he's a being Luke. all business in situations like that. Yeah, Luke know? is not embarrassed by things, and <laughs> sometimes I wish he were. But um, – <laughs> and speaking of the doctor, I was recently at the doctor's office waiting for a long time. Um, it's probably like 40 minutes that I was just kind of like sitting there waiting, um, after the nurse had done all the exams and stuff. And, and then he came in and one of the first things he said to me was, your posture sucks, by the way. That's, <gasps> the, that's a direct quote. And I was like, okay, first of all, I'm very pregnant. And second, you left me waiting on this table this for table, hours. Those tables, <laughs> there's no, there's no way to sit but slump because you're like I know, at an yeah. angle. You have you have to slump exactly. I always think that too. It was, and I'm it like, was in jest. He was. <laughs> I know. I always want to lay down. Anne's <laughs> face. Imagine if is they came so in. mad. I mean, people can't see it. It was in jest. He's very nice. We have a good working relationship. So I think he was just <laughs> like, like, he wasn't. Well, did you he, say, well, I've been waiting on this table for a really long time. I didn't. I just googled. <laughs> sounds like I a should've. great working relationship. <laughs> a good give Well, I take. wasn't offended by it. So it sounds like a working not. relationship of like a boss and a subordinate. <laughs> That's pretty mm-hmm. much, that's true. Anytime I ask a question, 
he just I just accept <laughs> any answer that he gives me. Um anyway, my weekly win is that I have seen the lazy genius principles in action once again. I'm organizing my house, trying to get some rooms ready um and deep clean things and whatnot and um (laughs) i organized the back like we have a little like pantry area in the back um behind our kitchen and it's quite small space is limited and uh the lazy genius she says everything needs to have a place And if it doesn't, then that means you need to declutter and downsize. And so that's what I did. I got it all organized back there. And then Luke, (laughs) he's been really obsessed with popcorn lately, like making his own (laughs) popcorn. And so he like, he ordered this special seasoning that he says is supposed to (laughs) be like the prime, like popcorn seasoning. He bought spray butter. Is it nutritional yeast? (laughs) It's not. I've really been hearing about nutritional yeast on popcorn. You should have Luke test it. Oh, don't don't get that in his head. He's already ordered a really large container of this other seasoning. (laughs) Um, But tonight, I I was like, he mentioned he's like, I really want these containers, and he showed me, and they were like, you know, we actually had some like it like some popcorn containers that are plastic and they say popcorn on them and they're like red and white striped. <laughs> he was like i really want these and, and i could rationally say look at our pantry come with me let's look together if there's space for these plastic containers and he was like okay i guess there's not space so it kept us from getting something uh unnecessary that would have cluttered our lives. And it, it also keeps me in line too. I don't uh I don't buy random kitchen gadgets uh so I can keep it organized, but I'm getting better. I'm applying these principles, just a plug to go listen to our lazy genius episode. Good job decluttering, Tess. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, well, my win is that I got a new bike and I'm so excited about it. I've been I've made Claire react to it like multiple times yeah, at this point. It's a really nice looking bike. I made her acknowledge that she saw it on Saturday and mm-hmm. then on Sunday I made her let me wheel it into her she house. It in the house? Yeah. I was honored. I, I'm really like needing uh validation on this bike, but it's because I haven't gotten a chance to ride it yet because the leaves have been so bad. Every day I'm just doing leaves for hours. So um I, I'm hopeful that leaves will stop falling off the trees soon and I can go for a bike ride. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. Bye.